Our Javigate podcast for Wednesday, May 15th. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry I haven't uh, posted in a couple of days, man. Slacking, slacking, slacking on the podcasting consistency, man. That's the key to everything. And I dropped the ball. Sorry about that. I just, uh, I have an opportunity to sell some software. I've been working on that. I haven't sold anything in a couple of years, three years. And uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love the process of sales. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess you got to be a salesman to appreciate that. Like, you know, it's not just like, hey, you want to buy this stuff? And then people are like, yes or no. It's like, no, there's, there's an art to it. And I miss it. And, uh, you know, getting my mind back in gear for that, it's, it, it's a gear. It's a single, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the old days, the, the, the gear shifter was on the, was on the uh, steering wheel. They call it three on the tree. Uh, like, I, 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 I got three gears, man, right? Daddy gear, uh, sales gear, and uh, podcasting gear, and I can I can only switch gears once. Anyway, that that analogy sucked. Cryptocurrencies, man. You guys see this? Me and my wife Maris like to buy old cars. That was a terrible Jay, Jay Leno. You know, Bitcoin. You hear about this? Eight thousand. It's funny because, like, uh, you know, uh, most of you listen. Well, a lot of you listening. Uh, came in on the show with me about a year and a half ago when I started the the cryptocurrency podcast, and uh, you know th- th- this is fascinating because I don't know about two weeks ago one of the listeners Bad Wolf listener Ian who's uh, he's he's a a big uh, honk for uh, Veracity tokens right he loves it and uh, I-, I like it too I I I, I like their idea. I like where they're going. They're trying to monetize views on on videos. And I think that there's a huge there's a huge need for that, right? I mean, can you imagine uh like let's say every time you clicked on a on a Joe Rogan podcast, right? On YouTube or Mark Dice or Fleckus Talks. Let's just take Fleckus Talks. I like Fleckus if you don't like Fleckus, find another show. This isn't a show for you. If you watch Fleckus Talks, like, you know, you would get like a good feeling if you knew that every time you clicked on one of his videos, not only was he going to get, you know, the money for his advertisement deals that he's worked out, but he's going to get a token. You know, you would feel better about that. And if you were a content creator, like every time somebody clicked on one of your videos, you got... An, an extra reward, a cryptocurrency that may or may not be um, transferable to the cash of whatever nation you live in, right? And that that that's veracity. That's what they're that's what they're trying to accomplish. I think there's a need for that. I think there's a huge need for monetizing clicks, you know, because we live in a very clicky society now, unfortunately. I, I don't like that, but it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It is the way that it is. And Veracity is doing that. So uh, a couple weeks ago, Bad Wolf uh, wrote me. He says, hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give you some of these Veracity tokens. I was like, all right, all right, okay. I haven't done any homework on it, but uh, I mean, if you're giving out tokens, I'll take them. 
gives me a hundred thousand tokens. I was like, woohoo! Lamborghini time, y'all. Uh, gives me these tokens, and all of a sudden, you know, the market starts going green. Click on you know coinmarketcap.com right now as I'm as I'm uh, podcasting. Hold on, let me shut down my Telegram. As I'm podcasting, and it's just green, 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 green. Tethers in the red. Green, 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 green. Uh, let's see, what else here? Walton Chain, never heard of you, in the red. Kryptonex, Fact, Factum, in the red. Green, 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 green. Go on to Veracity, it's like, it's like down right from, from when I uh, assumed ownership of those, those tokens. It's down pretty bad. And it's just kind of funny because it's like, of course, of course it's the token that I'm on, right? <laughs> let me just, uh, let's see, Veracity, VRA, if you want to look it up. Boy, down even further. Uh, point zero 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 two. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's down. But, uh, you know, if you've, um, if you've been holding on, by force, right? Because that—that's the thing. Is—is is, I don't know what a year ago, little little more than a year ago, you were kind of forced into a holding position because it's like, well, you can't sell it. You can't sell it now. It's too. You've lost too much value. You, you know what I mean? What are you gonna do? Sell it for pennies? Why? Do you need those pennies? Why would you do that? You know, you—you're you, kind of forced now to hold. And so the last few days have, have given you, um, you know, if you've been holding on to those tokens, these last few days have given you a, a, a dose of hope. And good. Good. I hope it all comes back. I hope, I hope Bitcoin re returns to $18,000 per coin. I hope that, you know, all of your positions uh, at least get back to break even from your initial, you know, point. I hope all those things for you. Open for me too. I hope Veracity goes to a dollar. I hope Veracity goes to twenty dollars. Oh boy, that'd be two million dollars for me, man. And I'd be like, Ian, man, thanks. But listen, a uh, little bit of news. I won't say it's bad news. I have to quit podcasting at the end of the month for a little while. Right? Here's the breakdown. Just uh, you know, I don't like it's vulgar to talk about money, but here's the breakdown. It costs me seventy-five dollars a month. Uh, through Libsyn. Libsyn, Libsyn's an all right service. Like it's, it's good. There's, but there's a lot of room for improvement, man. Their, their customer service is really bad. The service itself is great, right? I po I post to, to Libsyn and it goes out to everything. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everything. It, it goes out. But trying to get instructions on, you know, the proper usage of keywords and, you know, how to how to get your name out there, they, they, it's you can't talk to anybody. And I, I really don't like that. I don't like not being able to talk to somebody. You know, if I'm giving you my money, it's like, dude, come on, help me out here. Anyways, uh, I'm going to have to drop that until I until I start making some money with this other thing because I can't uh, I can't afford it. All right. That's 75 bucks a month that it costs me. I need that money. So, um, yeah, two more weeks and, uh, you know, I will be back once I, once I start making some money on, uh, selling the software. 
because I, I love it. You know, I love podcasting. I, I, uh, uh, I want to keep doing it and I will. It's just, I'm going to have to take a little break for a little while. Talking about, uh, looking around, looking around at people, looking around at clown world, right? Cause it, it, it's a very bizarre feeling when you look around and you see people behaving in such a way where you can't figure out, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you this way that you are? You know, like, like, like Bernie Sanders, for example. And it's not even Bernie Sanders, although that, that is a separate problem. It's the people who listen to him and think, yeah, this dude is legit. This guy's saying all the right things, man. He's hitting all the marks. It's like, what, do you not, can, can, can you not, how, how, how have you come to, this guy, this guy was saying bread lines are a good thing. This guy went on his honeymoon to the Soviet Union, which for you youngsters used to be a country. You now call it Russia. But in my day, back in my day, it was called the Union of the Soviet Socialist Republic. Socialists. The Union of the Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR. Back in the USSR, de -de 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 -de. you know how lucky you are. Here comes Bernie Sanders on his honeymoon. Where does he go? To a communist country who was our enemy. And he's sitting there drinking vodka and singing, This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land, which was, uh, was it Arlo Guthrie wrote that song? He was a famous tramp. Wrote a bunch of uh, kind of Americana type song. Anyways. How do you, how, when you see people, because I have friends that are liberals, leftists, progressives, bedwetters, right? you know, they listen to him and they're like, yeah, this guy's legit. It's like, how do you not, how, what, what? I don't understand what's happening here. And because I was raised in a polite society, I don't really say anything because it's like, well, you know, to each his own. You know, maybe I'm wrong. It's like, you know what it's like? Like when you see literal clowns, you know, like if you go downtown and you see mimes, right? They've got the, they've, they've painted their face white, racist, white face. They painted their face white and they're wearing a striped black and white t-shirt and they're pretending like they're trapped in an invisible box, right? That's, that is a very old form of Art. Robin Williams was a mime. Remember Robin Williams from Work and Mindy? It's a very old form of art, and every time I see it, I think to myself, I don't get it. I, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why there's people. I mean, I can understand if people are standing around looking and trying to figure out, like, why is this guy, what has gone so horribly wrong in this man's life that he is behaving in this way downtown? You look at something like that and you think to yourself like, okay, all right, well, I don't get it, but maybe, maybe there's something that I just don't get. And, you know, maybe these people are really digging this guy who's pretending to, you know, climb a rope or trying to escape the imaginary box. Maybe they're really enjoying this and so I should just keep my mouth shut. You know, who am I, who am I to say 
Like, this is stupid. Or when people, you know, when I see clowns at children's parties, like, this is really creepy. Like, they're, they're, this, the, the person behind that makeup is a man or a woman. And they've decided to paint their face in that way. Put on those goofy shoes. Put on the, the, the thing. It's like, I, if that's what you've come to in your life is being acceptable, like dressing like a clown. All right, are you more or less likely to be a pedophile if you're that person? I'm going to go with more, and therefore, I don't want you around me. I don't want you around my kids. Matter of fact, I don't want you around anybody's kids. If I see you around anybody's kids, I'm going to... My paternal instinct to protect children is going to kick in, and you're probably going to get your ass kicked because you're a weirdo. And yet... People hire clowns for their kids' birthday parties uh, every month, I would imagine. I don't get it. And so you see these people walking around. You see, you know, you see the, the dumb things that Ocasio-Cortez says. And then you see, like, oh, no, the, like the Justice Democrats, they, they held a casting call for her. She, did, she didn't have any interest in running for Congress. She's a prop. And these are these are facts that the Justice Democrats are not trying to hide. In fact, they come right out and say it. And so when you see people that are that are fans of hers, it's like how I, I don't understand how you're not seeing what I'm seeing. We're, we're, we're both looking at the exact same thing, and I don't understand how it is that you and I are seeing two very different things you're seeing a champion of uh, political will and uh, a champion of morality and what is right and I'm seeing a moron a dummy like a literal dummy that somebody's they put their hand up her pooper and they're moving her mouth and making her say things. A dummy, you know, like uh, like that guy with the comedy. I kill you. What's that guy's? Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham has dummies. That's what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that's what she is. I don't understand how anybody can see it any differently. But at the same time, I understand, well, people do see things differently. People look at mimes and they think, this is legit, man. This is my favorite thing ever. Except for the guy riding the, the unicycle who is uh, juggling bowling pins. Every time I see a guy riding a unicycle juggling something, I always think to myself, like, I hope he wrecks. I hope he crashes. That would be funny to me. And yet, the guy on the unicycle juggling bowling pins... People stand around and they look, and I don't, I don't get it. It's like, okay, I don't get it, right? Now, if a guy comes out and he starts playing the cello or guitar, or even the guy with the with the buckets, right, the the, the empty paint buckets, and he's he's made himself a little drum set, like that, I can I get. It's like some of those guys, they're really good, really good. They're out there with pots and pans, man. Man. 
that I can get behind. And I'm sure there's people that walk by and they're like, I don't understand what's going on here. This guy's just banging away on pots and pans. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. And maybe I'm that guy, you know? But not when it comes to certain things. There are certain things where it's like, I know I'm right. See, with the, with the, with the, with the mime guy, I'm not that confident. I believe I'm right. But I'm not 100% confident. Maybe I'm the asshole. Because when it comes to the guy playing the drums on the pots and pans, when it comes to the guy making silly paintings, you know, whatever. Like, I, I get that. But when it, when it comes to certain things, it's like, no, I know I'm right. I'm right about Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. These people that, that protest Ben Shapiro, Myonopolis, and Alex Jones, and these people, it's like, no, I know I'm right. I'm not a fan of Myonopolis. I'm less of a fan. <clears throat> more and more, I'm becoming less of a fan of Ben Shapiro. Uh, I'm not a fan of Alex Jones. But I'm right when it comes to defending his right to free speech. I, yeah, I've made this clear. I am not a fan of Louis Farrakhan. I think he's demonic. I know for a fact he's demonic. And uh, yet, I will defend that demon's right to speak Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Louis Farrakhan is a demon from the pit of hell, and I will defend his right to speak. Up to and until the point that he breaks the law. And then I will not defend his right to speak because we have laws. You cannot incite violence. And unless somebody isn't accusing him of inciting violence, then he's good to go. He's good to go. We need to know what that demon is saying. We need to know so that we know how to brace for it and prepare for it, right? Because eventually, that like his his lead his speech does lead to catastrophe, and we need to be prepared for it. You, you know what I'm saying? These people that you see, these college students who who burn buildings down and they light limousines on fire that belong to you know Muslim immigrants and they think that they're being it's like I, you look at that and you think like wow what's what's going on here and there's some funny things you know about people I've led a very insulated life evidently because uh, I, I don't know if it's you too but I feel like I'm being blindsided by all of this all of these revelations of the condition of of the American citizen and around the world in the Western world. You know, I, I professionally, I was always around like-minded people. I was always around people that worked hard and their, their main concern was going to work, minding their own damn business, working as hard as possible, being helpful to their fellow man. Cause it's like, you know, Guys like me, and I'm hoping people like you, like, no, you don't understand. Like, if you do better, if I can help you do better, I'm going to do better. If I can help you make more money, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to help myself by helping you. 
That is a philosophy and a teaching that is exclusive to Christianity. And, and, you know, in my professional life, I wasn't surrounded by Christians, but I was surrounded by people who understood that concept. Like, no, no, we, we all, if we all work together here, we'll, we will all make a bunch of money. And so I was insulated, I think, because it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until, I'll tell you guys a story, is like the worst job I ever had, right? So I worked, uh, I worked taking over student loans for a lot of years, and then President Bush signed this this uh, House resolution, HR, whatever it was, uh, into law. It was called the higher the the Higher Education Cost Reduction Act of two thousand seven, and it's it's actually what started. It was the straw that broke the camel's back on the on the mortgage crisis. Like that happened in a week later is when the mortgage crisis started. And I was out of a job and so were tens of thousands of other people. Sally Mae had to let a bunch of people go. You know, Sally Mae is the biggest employer of people in the student loan world. It was devastating and I had to get a job. <laughs> and so I wanted to stay in, in around student loans because I made a bunch of money. And so just kind of out of necessity, I, I went to work for this place called Ashford University. It's like, it's, it's just like the University of Phoenix. It's an online university. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. I just figured, okay, well, you know, I can probably, you know, I can start off at a low position. I can climb the ladder real quick and let them know, like, listen, I have all of these years of experience in working in this. So clearly, you know, it's, Obviously, in your best interest, if you have me working in this area, because, you know, I have all of this experience. But when I got there, I was surrounded by regular people. And I, I guess I just assumed that everybody in the world was regular people. But oh, no. I went to work at Ashford University. And the first thing I noticed, and this, they, had, uh, they had two high-rise buildings, like two Buildings that were, uh, I'd say, 15 floors high, maybe 20. Pretty, pretty big buildings. Two of those full of people. So a couple thousand people. The first thing I noticed was everyone was sick. Everyone was sick. Everybody was sneezing and coughing and, you know, suffering from uh, strained immune systems like it was immediate like it was so bad that like my the person who was my manager at the time and I, I could do a whole show on her she was a real real gem but like the management was giving their their teams uh you know that stuff that you spray in your nose to keep from getting sick and packages of, packages of, you know, the, the vitamin C drink, like emergency or whatever. They were giving those away. When I tell you everybody was sick, being sick in this place was part of the culture. And this is in San Diego, by the way. This is in San Diego. There's not a lot of people who get a cold in San Diego because we don't have traumatic weather. It's one temperature almost all year. There's not a lot of occurrences of people getting the cold and flu. Because we don't have 
dramatic, you know, shifting in seasons. So I get there, everybody's sick. And then I found, uh, and you know, and the people, like the employee, the employees, it wasn't just the employers, it was like the employees, there was all these different kinds of people, people with different kinds of motivations. There were people that just got a job there and they, they realized that they didn't necessarily have to perform well because their, their income was not going to change. And so they, 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 didn't, they weren't there to work as hard as they possibly could and make as much money as they could. And there was transvestites and, and you know, fruity, you know, like homosexual people that were like full on, they just wanted everybody to know that they were gay. Like, that was their whole thing in life. There was, you know, uh, like the politic, like, um, you know, in, in my line of work, you're judged based on how much you produce. But in in most of the rest of prof- the professional world, you know, like the super hot girl gets preference, whether she's capable or not. And there was a lot of that going on. Like, the you know, the management would... They would promote like the super hot chick, even though she, you know, whether she could actually do the job or not. It was like she was, you know, so there was like that political thing going on. And I was, I was baffled by that because it, you know, and and what was worse is I didn't realize at the time that that's actually how most of America is. This dysfunctional, you know, people that think about things that don't matter. They don't, it's like when, when, when people, you know, when people are like insistent on, oh, I'm a transvestor or I'm a gay person or I'm a vegan or I do CrossFit. It's like, dude, I don't care. I don't care. I'm here to work. I'm here to work and make some money. That's what I'm here for. I am not here to share my religious or political views. I'm not here to discuss my sexuality. I'm not here to talk about my hobbies. I'm here to work. The owner of this company has a product and it sits on his shelf. And he cannot get that product off of his shelf by himself. He needs me. And I need to sell this product. And what you're talking about doesn't have anything to do with that. Leave me alone. So looking around at clown world, it's like, it, it, it's like, it, you know, up until recently, I believed that at Ashford University, I had stepped into a microcosm. Like this was just a weird thing that was happening in this one place. But in the last two or three years, I've realized like, oh no, there's a whole culture of people like that. There's a whole culture of people like that. Alexandria Cortez comes out and says, the world is going to end in 12 years. And all these kids, you know, they, oh God, oh God, the earth's going to end in 12 years. And then AOC comes out and she says, well, obviously, I I, I didn't mean that the world is going to end in 12 years and, and these stupid Republicans 
thought that that's what I was saying, that I was saying it literally. It's like, how, how do you not see what's happening here? How do you not see what's happening here? This is a woman who was amazed by a trash compactor, a garbage disposal unit in her sink. This is your, this is your, this is your voice in Congress? You don't see a, you don't, you don't see how that's, that could possibly go badly for you? Well, what, what, uh, I don't know what's happening here. Stop looking at that mime. It's stupid. It's a stupid form of art. The, the, the form of art itself is making you stupider. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that uh, today. Um, there's a thing that happens in Albania. Just to give you guys uh, a little, like, as I said, like, some things are cultural differences and some things are just wrong. Some things are just, you know, you go to other people's cultures, they do it a certain way, and the way that they do it is wrong. Like I told you before about the thing in Somalia, like the, some of the things that those people believe. It's like, you can sit there and say, oh, it's just culture, man. You have to be respectful of other people's culture. No, I don't. No, I don't. Not when it's spreading disease. Not when you are manufacturing murderers. I don't have, no, I don't. No, it's not a culture thing. Your culture's wrong. Then your culture has to change. You need to be colonized. You need to be trained. You ape. So, uh, you know, little, little things like, um, you go to some cultures and they kiss each other on both sides of the cheeks, which is not something that we do in America. Not really. Women do it. Men don't do that. But uh, in most of the Mediterranean uh, countries, Greece, Albania, Croatia, Italy, you know, south of Spain and France, uh, they're, they're very kissy. And they're a very kissy people. So obviously, that's something where it's like, you know, if you, an American, if you see that, you have to look at that and say, okay, well, that's just not for me. Uh, I don't get it, but obviously these people, this is what they do, right? You have to, you know, Italians are very kissy people, whatever. Like if you go anywhere in the, in the Mediterranean, any of those countries to the North, they're all kissy people. It could be uncomfortable if you're an American because it's like, yeah, that's a cultural thing and Although I don't get it, I am not going to go so far as to say it's wrong because obviously there's nothing, if you really break down the function of it all, there's nothing really wrong with that, you know? In fact, it, it's kind of a sweet, you know, that's, that's, that's a, you know, if you think about the years and years, you know, the thousands of years of, of the history of this region and the wars, right, uh, Coming to a place where it's like, hey, I, I've got an idea. Let's let's just show that that our intention is not to kill you by you know when you greet somebody, kiss them on the cheek. It's actually kind of logical, you know, if you think about the violent history of of this part of the world. You know, you might come to the conclusion like, you know what? Uh, let's just make it so that uh, you know the way that we identify that we're not trying to kill you is uh, we're going to kiss you on the cheek. You know. 
There's another thing I, I wanted to talk to you about this, and I hope I can I can put this into context. In Albania, uh, Albania was was uh, overthrown in the 1930s uh, by Italy. If you remember, in the 1930s, Italy was um, was Mussolini's fascist party. Fascism as a political ideology was created by. M- by Mussolini. The word fascist, it means a bundle of sticks, stronger together. Stronger together is what fascist actually means. It's, if you'll remember, that was Hillary Clinton's slogan. Stronger together. And they took over Albania. I'm sure they you know, mobbed on some other countries too. And they took over Albania. And then the fascists were defeated and shortly after that happened, the communists <clears throat> took over this part of the world. See, what happened when the fascists took over is they came in, they said, listen, nobody can have property ownership anymore. The devil wants to take away property ownership, by the way. Because there is, there is something very spiritually significant about owning land. There's something that God wants to teach you through land ownership. He wants to teach you something about yourself. He wants to teach you something about himself through land ownership. That's why the demons always come for they always come for land ownership eventually. That's what Bernie Sanders is after. All right? This weakling wants to make you weaker by taking away your ability to own land and protect yourself with firearms. <clears throat> but I digress. So the fascists came in, they took away land ownership. And when the communists came in, they doubled down on that position. So there were people in Albania that owned land before the fascists came through. And then all of a sudden, they didn't own it anymore. But these people still have, you know, generations later, 90 years later, or almost 90 years, these people still have the rights to their land if they can prove it. If they can prove that they are a descendant of the person who actually owned that land, they can have that land back. It's, it's a bit of a process. It's uh, not easy, but it's there. It, it's there to be done, uh, to put it mildly. The problem is, is the guy that owned that land had two sons. And those two sons had four sons apiece. And those eight children had, you know what I mean, and on and on and on to the great-grandchildren. So now there's 50 great-grandchildren of the guy who owned the land. Guess what? Every single one of those great-grandchildren have a legitimate claim to that parcel of land. You follow me? Here's what happens. They all argue about it so much that that the family never takes possession of that land again. Because all 50 of those great-grandchildren bicker with one another. Right? Now that's a cultural thing. In America, we have a solution for that. All right, we have a legal system that, um, if you have the money, 
You can afford the lawyers. Uh, you can force a decision. You can basically do the same thing here, except the, the, the problem is, is that in this country, now here's, this is, this is where we get into the weird part. This country still observes uh, what are called blood feuds. It's like an honor killing, only it's, it, it's a little bit different, right? So here's how it works. So let's say one of those great-grandchildren takes possession of that land. And then another one of the great-grandchildren says, wait a minute, I'm being screwed here. That was my land. And he goes and he kills the other person because he was screwed, right? He killed him because his honor was insulted. So he kills that guy. And then that guy's kids, they go over there and they kill him, right, in return. Now that guy's kids goes back and they kill the other person. And it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. This is something that happens to this day. Not as much as it did, say, 20 years ago. But it still happens. And there is something built into the culture to where the cops... They'll look the other way for a little while. Now, obviously, the problem with that, <laughs> mathematically, right, is that, okay, number one, you can only kill so much. Eventually, everybody's going to be dead, and whoever the last man standing is, is going to go to prison, and nobody's going to win. Mathematically, this is, uh, this cannot work. It cannot work. Everybody's going to be dead, and whoever the last man standing is, he's going to go to prison, and nobody's going to get the land. It's weird. It's a cultural thing, right? It's very much built into these people's culture. And they have a word for it. Like, there's, there's you know, it's, it's, they have language for it. They have uh, little, they have... Uh, it's a council, if you will, like a, uh, like a, like a tribal, like a village council. Like it's it's very much built into their culture. It's a little hard to explain, but uh, it's part of it. And it keeps the rest of the world out from doing business in this country, and it's a real shame because Albania has a lot to offer. By way of business opportunities, I mean. Beautiful countryside. Beautiful mountains. Lakes and rivers. They say, Albania has a boast that there, there are um, two nations in the world that have the best uh, spring water. I don't remember what the other one is. I don't remember what the other... It's not France, but... Uh, but Albania is one of them. And I can tell you, like, the water is very good. The, the water that comes out of the ground, it's very sweet. It's very good water. There's natural resource, resources to be exploited. There's tourism that is untapped. Like, there's a lot of opportunity here. But nobody can get in. Because of cultural differences. Right? Now, I'm here and I'm trying to explain, like, listen, listen, listen. I'm right. I'm right. If you listen to me, we can all make a lot of money here. All right? 
And if you don't listen to me, that money is not going to come into this country. And you're not going to get any of it, and I'm not going to get any of it. And, you know, the individual businessman, the real estate developer, and these kind of people, they're not going to get any of it either. We're all going to lose. And nobody's going to come and see your beautiful country because of these, these cultural differences that are, that are largely based on pride. And by pride, I don't mean the good pride. I mean arrogance, you know? It's like, look, you need to drop it. Because you're, you're, you're not getting anything out of this stance that you've taken. You say, well, I'm maintaining my pride. It's like, yeah, but is, it, is, is that pride paying your bills? When you walk down the street, do, you, do, do people stop and point their finger at you and say, ooh, look, it's that guy who didn't, who didn't resolve the matter of the land with the rest of his family because he's a he's a man of principle or is it a fact that when you walk down the street nobody gives a shit and nobody's ever heard of you nobody cares about your pride man nobody cares about your honor you're just in this weird world where you think that if you hold your ground that you're going to be more Virtuous, more, you know, whatever. I, I, like, like, and so, you know, and the, the thing is, is I'm here at the right time. Like, Albania is very close, very close, you know, because the, as generations go, you know, the younger people are born, they're raised, they, they're, they're influenced by the world around them. And particularly now that we have the internet and Facebook and YouTube and whatever, like, the Albanian people, are being replaced by their children who are a, a bit more open to other people's cultures. They can see that there's a world going on around them that they're not a part of and they want to be a part of it. And I'm here like at the right time and it's like, oh boy, man, if you want to own some land, by the way, this land out here, they're just giving it away. It's cheap. If you want to buy some, if you want to buy some land for your kids, like just like like cryptocurrencies, like you just buy it and forget about it. I think Albania would be the place. Like I'm gonna buy this land. And I'm just gonna give it to my kids. I'm not gonna think about it because in 50 years this is gonna be the place that people are gonna to want to go. And that's how I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking long game. Like yeah, I, I give it, I give it 10 more years. All right. Now would be the time to buy it when it's still cheap. Because in about 10 years, you know, as the influence of, of foreign investment dollars, and not governments, by the way, because these people are sick and tired of other people's governments. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they see America as a government and not a people. And probably rightfully so, you know. But as individual business people keep coming to Albania... English and French people, you know, like investors. As these people keep coming in and buying up land, building little hotels and little cabins and whatever, as that continues, that you know, that's it, it, it will become more commonplace and then the property values go up and it'll and it'll do it on its own. You won't even like I that's how I'm thinking. Like I need to buy some of these parcels of land 
with having no intention of ever building anything on it. Like I can just buy it and then sell it later because it's it's Albania is is little by little being introduced into the rest of the world. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of money to be made here. But anyways, like the the uh, the difference in cultures. You see, you see cultural differences, and some of them are acceptable, right? Some of them are things that you look at and you think, okay, well, that's different. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go, you know, kiss another dude on his face. I'm not going to do that, but it's cool if you do. I don't get it. But, you know, whatever, to each his own. But then there's other things where it's like, yeah, I, I want to strip people of their ability to own guns and uh, I want to make it mandatory that, you know, six-year-olds have to be taught about transgenderism. It's like, no, that's not a cultural thing. We're not doing that. That's wrong. It's like, well, you know, uh, there was this guy and, uh, you know, he accidentally hit somebody's kid. This happened recently in the town that I'm in. This guy is a poor guy. His poor guy. Uh, his kid was uh, walking down the street and this other person driving a car hit his kid and his kid died. This happened just a few weeks ago. You know, it's like you, you see something like that, you know, and if you were if you were that parent you might think to yourself I want to kill that person you probably would think that you might even do it right you might have a broken moment where you in your broken heartedness you go out and you you know you take that person's life and then that kid who was driving the car, like his family comes back and kills you and then your brother goes back and kills that person and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's like, culturally, you look at, you look at that scenario playing itself out and you say, listen, I understand you're brokenhearted. I understand that. And you're right. You're absolutely justified to feel the way that you do. But if you take vengeance, there is no end to it. It's just gonna it's just gonna cause more death. And within two or three killings, it's like, well, now you're just killing people who have nothing to do with the scenario. These are just innocents. These are just people that happen to belong to that family. They don't, they don't know anything about anything. And then every, then you're just going to have a whole bunch of dead people and the last man standing is going to get caught and go to prison for the rest of his life. You lose. So culturally, it's like, no, that's wrong. I mean, it's wrong morally, but it's also wrong mathematically. You can't win. You, th you think you're going to be sitting there in prison and the whole town is going to be thinking, oh, what a virtuous man? No, they're not going to think about you at all. Not once. Not once. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to think about you.
And that's what I mean, like, like differences. You know what I mean? Like, you have, to, you have to take it apart. You have to... Like, when you see people that are doing things differently, you have to, like, con- deconstruct and be like, okay, well, what, what's, where does this come from? Why are you thinking this way? You know? And if there is a trail that you can follow, it's like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Like the kissing on the cheeks thing. But when it comes to Bernie Sanders talking about, like, oh, we, we just want to, you know... Well, it's not real socialism, it's democratic socialism. It's like, no, no, there's no trail here. This ends in genocide and starvation. This always ends in genocide and starvation. We're not doing that. We're not, this, culturally, we are not allowing this in. Oh, these kids, these people want to teach. There was that guy that that is getting sued now, that teacher that, that kept insisting on this kid come and watch like transgender videos and you kept asking them like, do you think you're transgender? Do you think you're transgender? And the parents found out about it. They freaked out. Now they're suing the school. It's like, we are not going to allow, we're, we're not going to allow this. We are not going to allow an ideology to be preached in our schools an ideology that results in nearly 50% of its congregation committing suicide. Nearly 50% of the transgender community kills themselves. We're not letting that in. You say you can't figure out what bathroom to use, then you're weak, you're sick, we're not allowing you in. There's something wrong with you, you're weak. And you're pulling the rest of the herd down. You need to go to the back of the herd where the wolves can eat you because you're the, you're the sick. You're the sick. You're the weak. And we've tried to help you, but you refuse our help. So guess what? You have to go to the back of the herd where the wolves can benefit from your life because you're not a benefit to ours. That's the show for today. A little bit of a rant. Enjoy the show. I got to get back to work, guys. Hey, listen, uh, if you would, if you want to send some dose, paypal.me slash archadvocate, paypal.me slash archadvocate. And uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm going to be wrapping it up at the end of the month for a little while. Uh, please join me on Telegram so that when I do uh, start up the new show, I'll be able to get a hold of you. Take it easy, man. I may or may not broadcast tomorrow. You never know. Bye-bye.